into the hope and the gospel. That's kind of the arc of our talks often. We start in the struggle and in the tension. And so um, we're going to start there this morning right away with something very practical and tangible. But I kind of want to just give a heads up because um, I promise we're going to uh, um, solutions and positive space. Okay? Good? So when you hear the negative, we're not going to mourn that and we're not going to drown in it and wallow in it, right? Am I right? You're so much nicer to them. I would let them sit in the ambiguity and in the <laughs> no, 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 no. And then bring them the hope. Yeah, you're, you're no, telling no. Them I'm that telling the hope them that the hope is coming. Yeah. Well, you Jesus know did that, that for us. Church. Yeah, Jesus did that for us. That's why they sit over here. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway, um, just right at the top, because we're we're talking about this morning, we're talking about this particular faith community and something that we we see God doing and and providing in some really amazing ways. And so um, one of the struggles that we've always faced. As a church plant in Portland, trying to stay inner, close, close in Portland, is um, financial and space. I mean, if, if anyone has been around us for a year, <laughs> the, um, yeah. the biggest struggle is money because urban areas are transition spaces. So if you've noticed, there's always there's like a core and there's people kind of coming and going, right? People come here for school and then they leave. They're here for their residency at OHSU and they leave. They love downtown. They live downtown and they have a family and then they're like, I can't afford to stay downtown. So they move up to the, right? Like this is sort of the, 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 the way in which we operate, which affects our resources and what we are, what we have financially as a faith community. And then of course space. Um, we've been in multiple spaces, multiple neighborhoods, um, and always feeling like, you know, I, I feel like we're couch surfing. That's what it sort of feels like. And we're always sort of like, uh, I hope our, the people who were, the, you know, place we're laying on their couch, like they're going to keep, you know, like it's, it's just always a little tenuous, right? Um, so that, that's sort of the fragile nature of being an urban church plant. And, um, the, Which is not unique to us. No, it's right? not. This is what so we've learned. So this is stuff we've been studying uh, for the last few years as well. And this isn't just our own experience, right? This is what we're seeing nationwide in the urban centers and and we've been taking trips and connecting with folks who are studying this stuff and yeah. and that's helped to formulate some of what we're going to talk about today because we've mm -hmm. been for two years uh making a conscious shift um towards a different direction yeah. and um so that I, I just think it's good that we know that that we're we're wrestling with this and and um and, yeah and we're not alone and yeah. this isn't like, wow, you guys are really bad at your job. Like, you shouldn't look at us like that. This is how it is. You know? Stop judging me. Okay. That's true. The, we've mentioned the study of, like, a study of, like, 90 close-in church plants over a – close-in Portland church plants over a 10-year period. Um, and after that 10-year, there was three left of those 90 attempts. Yeah. And so – Yes, um, we're going to be 10 years in September. Like, yeah. just – Come on, yeah. like surviving matters. Like, Small yeah. and mighty. Small and mighty. I like that. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Okay. Mighty Mouse. I love that um, cartoon when I was a kid. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, yeah. I liked Mighty Mouse too. Yeah. yeah. Mighty yeah. Mouse. Oh yeah, dude, that is awesome. We shirts. Okay. Who's on that? Is someone writing that down? Shirts. Sidebar. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, but we have a kind of a little a financial update right now from Jeff, and he's gonna um, give us that little piece in this context. We're going to a hopeful place. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, negative news, bring Jeff up. Here I am. You got the last two weeks. To I had two weeks positive. to get the positive. That's, yeah, a, that's all so. I had anyway. So now it's all negative. Yeah. So you got to fine. talk about depression for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. So be thankful, all right? Yeah. So uh, we periodically, probably once a year or so, go through our challenges financially, and, and there's just there's ebbs and flows. And because our threshold always stays very, we have very little margin, the ebbs hit cr pretty quickly. That's where we're at right now. It's been a while since we gave you, gave you guys an update, and we probably should give updates when it's not just bad news. That would be a good form. <laughs> um, but uh, we are in one of the spaces where we're low. And so we're basically at zero. Um, so by the time we need, we need to raise some funds for the next paycheck for the Gibbs. Um, in addition, we have some rent and some insurance this month. Uh, the insurance is not every month. The rent is. And uh, some taxes, which are quarterly. So just these things are all kind of hitting at one time. So to get us kind of back to a space where we have, I wouldn't call it margin, but where we can meet our round of, of obligations, we need about $5,000. So just want to put that in front of you guys to consider. And we know that not everyone's in a space to help out, but maybe somebody is. 
maybe somebody has been looking for an opportunity, this would be a great opportunity. Um, this is it. This is it. <laughs> and uh, so you can give through all the normal modes. There's nothing unusual about the methods, but um, if you can, that would be fantastic. And if you can just pray with us too, of course, that doesn't mean it has to come from in this room. There could be somebody else. And so if we can just pray that God would move their heart to support us. So that's the, uh, the call out on that. Any well, questions or anything that I didn't? Okay. And that's, that's part of the miracle, right, Jeff, is that we've been doing this for 10 years. And um, we hit these times, these stress times. We, we have seasons where maybe Sunny and I can't uh, cash our check for a week or two late or something. But we've never missed a paycheck. I mean, and, and that's incredible. Like, uh, I mean, w with, with the way this is operated and stuff, I mean, so we do know that God provides and that there's opportunities and, and uh, you know, and we're committed and obviously a bunch of you are too because every time we put this call out, it, it happens. It comes, it comes together. Mm -hmm. um, but we're looking to get past that stage, right? Because when you live at that stage as an organization, um, we're constantly, our attention is constantly pulled back to us and how do we survive, right? If you're always in survival mode, it's really hard to formulate how do we push out farther into the community. And so what we end up uh, doing, the, the part of the vision of what the Groves is uh, stays in that initial, that initial stage, right? Because the initial stage is gather a group of people uh, and then let's be the people who love God and love uh, others together. Right, and there's like this initial stage. And then, you know, the next stage, once you gain that stability, is how do we really love a neighborhood and get out? And, and you see us trying to do that over the years with foster care and different efforts like that or with uh, Cupcake Girls or um, any of the number of organizations that we've tried to uh, work with and connect with. But maintaining any kind of uh, support of those things requires extra resources. And since we never have that, we're constantly in this... Mm -hmm. uh, really in a planting stage mm -hmm. as far as a, an organization. Yeah. And um, that's what we're, that's yeah. kind of what we're talking about, it feels, right? And we all know this because we, I mean, I know most of you in the room, we've all, we are, we are either right now, or we've been in those very tight situations, right? Where it feels precarious. Yeah. It feels like at any moment, I may not have a place to be, right? Um, or how, you know. Well, place is another good yeah. one, right? Yeah. You, you mentioned and, that. And, yeah, okay, so one of the other things that it has kept us somewhat vulnerable is space, right? And um, so we, coming into, um, into this space, into CEI, we've known that we only had a couple. Oh. Well, for those who haven't been with us for a while, just uh -huh. a quick <laughs> overview, I thought. Don't you think that would be good, Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we started... For those of you who haven't journeyed with us this whole way, you know, we started at PSU meeting uh, on the campus at the student union uh, for about six months. And that was, uh, it was just very difficult because there was no consistency, um, right? Every week I would come, I would go with signs with arrows in different directions. And yeah. every week I'd have to start at the front door and then put different arrows so that people yeah. could find us. And the, and it was like, good luck. It was yeah. like a game yeah, like, to get to church. <laughs> Try yeah. to find us, yeah. I tried to make it a shtick, but it just didn't it, catch. No, people yeah. don't appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Park a mile away, then follow the arrows yeah. to an obscure classroom where we might be. Yeah, yeah. it was but hard. But then for like five years, we had this semi-solid season, right, where... We were at um, the University Place Hotel and Conference Center on 4th and Lincoln. And um, many of you have been with us for a while. You remember we were there for about five years. And um, that was where we, we started to gain some momentum and grow and have some opportunity to really reach out and do things like our Sunday at the Star events that uh, by far connected us with a much larger portion of the greater community. And, um, and so that was, a, that was a good time, but it was challenging because every few months we would show up there. Like, they wouldn't give us a lease. We were still, like, week to week there. So every so often we'd show up and they'd be like, oh, yeah, you don't have a room here this week. And we'd be like, what, what do you mean? And thankfully, we had developed a, a relationship close enough with the, the staff, the folks who do the cleaning and open the rooms, that they would kind of scramble around for us and be like, hey, we'll find you a room. And so there'd be times where we were all stuffed 
in like a room that was way too small for the amount of people <laughs> that were there, but we, we had a space. Mm -hmm. and, th and that was a good season. But then that, that ended due to parking enforcement and all this stuff is gonna get to the point where it would cost every car that came to church like 12 bucks <laughs> just, to, just to come to church. And so we were like, okay, we gotta find another solution. And we were over at uh, New Song, a wonderful church that opened doors for us. Um, but that meant we had to go to Sunday, what we thought was gonna be afternoons, ended up being Sunday evenings. And, and that became a, began a really tough season for us. Um, we were there for about a year. And then after that, um, big applause for John Negus, um, <laughs> AKA Fred, <laughs> um, opened his doors at, at, at uh, his caster shop. And we had a wonderful, uh, almost a year, uh, meeting at the caster shop off of Sandy, where it really kind of brought us down to this core that's here today. Really, that's, that's who stayed with us. Because who does stay with you when you have, <laughs> Your children's area is full of power tools. <laughs> so, you know. And you keep the toddlers together with like a puppy corral. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was proud was of that. It was fine. I built it. But, you know, it was a, it was a challenging but an awesome season. Yes, beautiful season. Right? And then we had this opportunity here. And then, um, but all, you know, right from the get-go, it was quarterly we weren't going to have space here. Now it's turned into once a month. Um, that's why that's been happening uh, lately, is, is things have changed here. And so we're losing uh, space one, one Sunday a month here now. And, uh, and, and as you know, you know that just kind of kills momentum with the outreach aspect. With the core people, you, you guys are in. You're here. You're, you're going you're gonna to be a part. But with those folks that we're trying to see, my vision for Sunday morning a lot of time is, is that, that image of the father of the prodigal son just standing on the porch waiting in some respects that's what we're doing every sunday there's other things that we're doing certainly worshiping learning together just being together but one of the things that we're doing is we're standing on the porch waiting for that one that 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 god speaks to their heart that day and and they show up and they're received in love and they're received in acceptance and they find that place of community right and 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 that's hard to do when you're like, when you're like, you can't stand on the porch this week, right? Yeah. yeah, like you're like, which house is, is dad at? I don't know. Yeah. He moves so much. I've been away, and now I'm coming home. I'm not sure where he's at. You know, that's that's a tougher story. Right, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna demo the home. Yeah, so that's, that's the other very... thing. So CEI, you may not know this, but it's set to be demolished. So this yeah. facility is set to be torn down, and we knew that coming in that we had the maximum of two years of being here because they're gonna rip this all out and and you know, do what they've been doing, yeah. condos and such. Yeah. So if so. you're looking for a place, you might get in early. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so we kind of knew, right? We've known that's sort of been the nature of our existence, yeah. is that it's very difficult to be rooted. It's very difficult to, right, to establish, to mature in that kind of context. Like, you know, yeah. if you think about it as a child, think about a baby, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, uh, yeah. So that's been uh, our journey. And there are definitely valuable things we've learned along the way, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like, poor us. Because what, I mean, you tell me, what are some things that we've learned as a community in, because of the situation, because of our, that, the nature of our, our, our existence? What are some things that we, that we have value or things that have, things developed? Right. We made a yeah. We made a caster shop work. Yeah. We made a yeah. cavernous gym work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love the thing that I mean I agree with AJ when he spoke at, to us at the caster shop. AJ Swoboda uh, was pastor at uh, Theophilus Church over in Southeast, and he came and spoke with us one Sunday morning. And um, it's very obvious that it impacted him deeply. This 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 gathering of all of us in uh, such a humble space. Um, nothing against the caster shop, Fred. I mean, it is a great space. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, but you it's know. It's one of my favorite, very photogenic For AJ, as well. it was a humble space. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know but 
the fact that, you know, because that's what I did the whole time we were kind of going through this journey, is you make this connection to the early church. But before um, churches had the privilege of having their own space where they had to gather in whatever they could find, somebody's business, somebody's home, the courtyard of maybe one of the wealthier people in the community, they would open that up and, and that's where they would worship. And, and so there is this, this connection to roots that that gives us mm -hmm. um, that is very powerful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's thinking about you know who we are and who we've become. And the first word, honestly, that came to me was scrappy. I don't know, like, but I felt like that was good. Like scrappy mouse would be a good... Well, yeah. Isn't it scrappy do an actual person? I don't know. Anyway, but we're kind of, and what I love, we're, <laughs> we're scrappy people, you know? We're humble people. We're doing humble work. And we, we came into being out of struggle. And we've talked about that too. We, we came fragile with our funds, insecure housing. Um, our leadership lost homes, lost careers. Like, this was like as we're starting this, right? All of this financial and yeah, economic you trauma. Math, you know, it was 2008, 2009 when recession. we were... Recession. We started the church during the recession. Yeah. Wasn't that a great... That's a great time to get donors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, we launched in the middle of our, you know, closest friends and family members divorcing. Our friend Chris drowned in the Columbia River one month before our official launch. Like, there was so much... Cha so many challenges and tragedy that we were kind of... We birthed out of that. And in some ways, again, the richness, I think, is the increased compassion, the increased, um, the depth of love and the invitation that God was giving us to really be with people yeah. and to not, we, we didn't have like the option of being surfacey. Yeah. Like, I don't think we were given that opportunity. It was like, we dove right in with the knit and grit, like the grit of real life, yeah. you know, crap hitting the fan. That's what we did. <laughs> And, um, and we still are, like that, we've, we, we've, we still, that for me, the beauty of the journey is that we have this, we've been able to be honest and open with one another when our relationships are failing, when we can't find employment, when we feel like everything is falling apart, when we're talking about our anxiety and our depression, when we're facing death in our community. Yeah. Like, these are the real things that we're able to sit with and mourn with and grieve with and go through with one another. Yeah. And, and, and that, is so profound and deep and meaningful mm -hmm. to me. Um, at the same time, um, you know, like at the same time, I, as I was thinking through all this, I was thinking about all the times that we wanted to give up. Yeah, Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> Tuesdays, yeah. Wednesdays, <laughs> Thursdays. Yeah, there, there, was a, there was a point, I remember one point where, because I'm an activator, right? So when Paul, like what Paul was feeling, I don't want to throw, we were both feeling so discouraged no, and like. I'm more. Yeah, okay, yeah. More there. I'll crawl under the bus. You don't have to throw me yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. And, and as an activator, and then hating to see him feel this way about our faith community, about our situation, having, hating having him feel the, feel the weight and feel the negativity about himself and his own character, like that hurt, that hurt me so much. And I remember, you know, like, fine, I'm, going, I'm finding a new job for us. You know, like, putting together the resume, getting the cover letter, like, we're, I'm done. I'm just, I'm not, I'm done with this whole thing. And, and every single time, we were like, we can't. Like, we can't, we can't quit you. Like, we can't yeah. shake it. Yeah, and we sure. can't quit what, you know, people use that word, like, the call, but legitimately, like, we are tied in to this space and to all of you in ways that I sometimes would not like to be. You know, like, I would like to just cut it off, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? In relationships, we've all been there. But in the deepest sense, like, God has, God has, the, the prayer that I had and the dream that I had was that he would weave us together mm -hmm. yeah. and that if one of those little threads was yanked, we would all feel it. That's what he's done and that's yeah. what he's doing in yeah. the most beautiful and amazing way. And um, so we can't give up. Well, that's the, that's <laughs> the risk. I'm always, like, I, you guys will hear me talk about this often and if you haven't, you stay around you'll hear this as a theme in in um kind of my personal life sermon and it's that being that connected committed open with a group of people basically being loving like loving a group of people and expanding your capacity to love yes. more people yeah. is a risk mm -hmm. right that is that is a risk that you take moving my notes is a risk because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because when we do that, we expand like the chances of getting hurt, mm -hmm. right? 
And this is how I've always seen the church. I've always envisioned the church like through relationship first, right? The church, um, that, that, th that this thing, the gathered people of God, I think is primarily about relationships. Mm -hmm. It's about this like relationship, this metaphysical thing between us and the divine, between us and God, between us and Jesus, all these different ways we talk about this. But th that, that's, that's an incredible piece of what it is that we do with worship or with trying to learn from scripture or, or uh, learning from wrestling with the stuff or prayer, right? But then there's the relationship with one another and then the relationship with the world going out. And so when I kind of painted the picture of what I, I think uh, the church should be. It's always, because I'm that kind of a thinker, you know, I'm an abstract, uh, philosophical, theological thinker. Um, I think in these terms, and, and I think in my mind, the, the, uh, like the, the church is more about the great, well, the great commission, the idea of making disciples, is really more about what we do than who we are, mm. right? And when we make it who we are, I think we, we tend to go astray. But when we make the greatest commandments, who we are, that, that core of who our being is, the idea of loving God with everything and loving neighbor, I, I think then we are fully equipped to actually do the Great Commission out of that place of love and that place of mm -hmm. compassion. All right, so for me, it always starts with that. And when people would ask me when we were getting ready to start the Groves, and you, you know, I'm traveling around, I'm talking with lots of different people about this idea of like starting a, a new church in this, in this urban center. And they would be like, describe, you know, your vision for the church. And, and for me, it's always been this, it's always been rooted in this relationship thing. And then it is rooted in the acceptance of the people who are here, mm -hmm. the people of the land, the people that reside here. Mm -hmm. And so when I thought about it, I just thought about Portland. I just thought, you know, my dream of a church is a people filled with, with the cross-section of the neighborhood that we're in. You know, so I look around and I go, I, I envision, like, in, in it, 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 at its height of healthiness, it would be that, that young family that chose to stay close in. It would be those upwardly mobile 30-something tech workers. It would be the folks who are unhoused who live outside, who just need somebody to care about them, sitting next to the PSU student that's, that's you know, commuting in, but they connect to downtown, sitting next to the, the suburbanite who works downtown. So they have this connection with inner Portland. And, and I, 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 I remember one day I described this to somebody, um, this well more seasoned uh, pastor than I. And um, he looked at me, uh, I had two reactions. I had one that looked at me and he said, hold on to that, uh, don't ever, ever let that go. He's like, because that is the image of the biblical church. The idea of the church not being based in demographic or a particular group of people that you're trying to uh, romance to come and be a part of something, but that it is for everyone. And then I had another one look at me, he said, um, they will crucify you for this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I guess I'll keep going then. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In good company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, it does this, you know, it, this idea of expanding who we love, you know, um, it hurts. Right? Because, because when you guys hurt, we hurt. Mm -hmm. And you may not always see that, but, you know, we love you. We care about you. So when you lose a job or you, you lose a family member or, or you lose a relationship, we ache. Mm -hmm. and, and, a, and a big part of it is we, we just ache because we can't, we can't fix it. Mm -hmm. The best we can do is, is walk through this stuff with you. And maybe even in that we learn something about God. Mm -hmm. Because we constantly ask, like, why, why doesn't he just fix it? And, and I end up coming back to this answer that it's because he's in relationship with us and he's walking through this with us. And for reasons that we can't understand, uh, that's just not how this world operates right now. And so that's another place where the church is this manifestation of God, where we walk through this stuff, mm -hmm. right? So no matter how hard it is and and... I, more than Sonia, end up being the one that wants to quit. <laughs> um, we can't, right? Because this is who God calls us to be. He calls us to be a people who love him and who love neighbor. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, one thing that has given me a lot of confidence um, is realizing who God chooses to work through. Because in my mind, God wants like the smartest, the strongest, right? The most strategic, if we're thinking about US systems, like most efficient, right? Like um, he's probably, he, it's probably he, he's probably tall, right? Do you know what I mean? Like there's all these, he's probably white, right? There are all these things, right? So, but what gives me confidence this morning is realizing who God chooses to use. Yeah, yeah did you? Well, you know, you alluded to it. We choose the ideal candidate, mm-hmm. right, for a culture, for a time, mm-hmm. what, what we think is ideal. Right. 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 But if we've learned anything as we've moved through Scripture is how often do we even come across that type of character that God is choosing to use? Yeah, he's usually humbling them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that person is going yeah, through yeah. a tough time yeah. before they – I mean, right. that's a good – yeah. The Apostle Paul was an ideal candidate. He was yeah. one of the most brilliant men of his time, most well-learned. Mm-hmm. But before he could be used, he went, he went through hell. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. And so if we look through Scripture, you know, God chose the tiny and weak people of Israel to be his. He didn't choose, like, the most powerful nation. He chose the weakest, smallest, insignificant, like, That's who he chose. God chose the youngest, not the oldest. Mm -hmm. He chose the child, not the giant or the king. He chose the prostitute. He chose midwives. He chose women and people who had no power or wealth or position. And when Jesus came, he opened a way. This is the beautiful, when I think about the large themes of scripture, one of the most beautiful things about Jesus is that when he came, he opened a way, right, for anyone who would believe, regardless of race, class, gender, to become a part of something that was greater, right? A different way, a different kingdom, a, a, to be part of a family, a body, a city, a community, a church. These are all, these are the words that Jesus used to talk about the, who he was bringing together. And he invited us into this way of love that transforms us and transforms the people that we are connected with and involved with. So what I take from, like, one thing, the thing that's encouraging me is that legitimacy and effectiveness is not dependent on how smart we are or how many resources we have, how much money we have in the bank, how much money we have saved up, or how many people follow us on social media, right? None of those things, are our legitimacy, our effectiveness, are you guys getting this? Like, our legitimacy, our effectiveness is not based on any of those things. It is based on Jesus being with us. That's what it's about. So, I, like, this was striking me this week when I was doing a little bit of research about the church and who the church has been as defined throughout Bibli- the, the Bible. And, um, uh, and Paul has mentioned this before as we've gone through the book of Matthew, but there were, so in Jesus' time, the requirements for a legit synagogue during that era was you had to have 10 Jewish men, right? So if you wanted to be a church, right, if you wanted to be a synagogue, an official gathering, you had to have 10 men. And what is interesting to me in this context is as Jesus is talking in Matthew 18 and he says, you know what, it, it, this is kind of what he's saying. He's like, you don't need 10. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. That's what he says. Legitimacy is two or three <laughs> gathered in his name. And in that same context, he's like, and ask the Father what you, what you desire, what you want. And if you agree, the Father's going to give us an answer on that. Like, wow, two or three. He right? just doesn't tell you the timeline. He, yeah, or the answer. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He will answer that prayer in his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have some demands. On well, that. we've been yeah. asking for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So over the years, we've been asking for for a few things. And if you would go, if you could could look back at podcasts, especially that anniversary time of the year where we talk about our dream and our vision for the Groves and where we're headed and what we're going to do, we've been asking for something. We've been asking for a neighborhood to be rooted in. Like, God, give us a place and a space that we can, like, dig in deep and love and give ourselves to, right? Um, We've asked for a space to occupy. And we've been kind of, I mean, I've been very explicitly talking about the kind of space that we wanted, right? What have I described? This is a test. (laughs) How well have I communicated? This isn't a test on you. This is about me. (laughs) This is about whether or not. What are are some things we've talked about? Multi-use. Yeah. Windows and flowers. Rick smells Rick. A garage door that opens and closes. A patio that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has been, yeah. yeah. Third wave coffee. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, coffee. coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else? That was a huge, that was kind of the biggest, big message, right? Like we can give art and music and have a safe, safe right. community space. Yeah, community space, arts, yeah, we, music. And we've even 
travel to some places to look at things and then also just through relationship um, connecting with folks. Uh, there's a there, there's an art house in um, Nashville that's kind of an expression of the church in a different way, utilizing creative forms, but we have friends that opened an art house called Art House North in um, Minneapolis where they purchased uh, old church building and are in the process of, mm -hmm. of rejuvenating that and having it be a fresh expression uh, of the church. Mm -hmm. we, we took a trip to Copenhagen mm -hmm. and saw this um, really incredible work with five congregations um, gathered in this this one space mm -hmm. and the way they were able to pay for being in in uh, down or well in the urban center of Copenhagen was by um, it was a multi floored building and so they they had spaces that they leased out to other businesses and and so they had they generated other forms of revenue um, mm -hmm. and then that gave them this uh, way to be in the community that was not, not um, cause that, that population's not responding to traditional forms of church, right? Um, they have suspicions towards the church. And so when they're presented as a community center where people actually go and there's a cafe in there and they'll go and eat and they, they provide uh, services for the community. Um, and then they also house these other congregations. Mm -hmm. And that became a really powerful kind of image for us. We came back with that going, how can we how can we do this how can we be this mm -hmm. this is what portland needs we right. think with zero dollars in our bank right account, yeah and like how do we do this i yeah. mean that's heavy yeah. work isn't it right carrying the vision and the dream mm -hmm. for a decade with seemingly no chance yeah. to see this happen yeah right? that's fun <laughs> <laughs> join me in that yeah 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 that's what this is like join me in carrying that yeah. that's what this is trying to get some work. of this yeah. off yeah <laughs> put it yeah. on you guys yeah 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 so um many of you know like i i for the last couple years i've been working and partnering with parish collective and they're an organization that is just deeply invested in caring about neighborhood they're so like love your neighbor and by neighbor I mean the person living right next to you the organizations the the things that are right there and so I've been connecting with them and they've just been really giving me just such a deep longing to be rooted in a space as a as the Groves community and um, last so last December this last December I was invited by Leroy Barber from the United Methodist Church to go through this process of becoming a church planter with them they were looking specifically in he He's the director for the innovation department for UMC. So UMC is an old, white, dying congregation. They have lots of spaces and lots of uh, empty spaces or dying and um, um, spaces, uh, buildings, and um, and also neighborhoods that they don't exist in. And so they were looking for leaders of color specifically to come in and um, be entrepreneurial, innovative in their spaces. And so. I went through this process to become, uh, I say church planter in parentheses, because in quotes, this is not parentheses, these are quotes. Um, um, to be a church planter um, through them, um, and, 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 and uh, I, in this last March, I was approved by their committee, and then this last week officially appointed. And what that means is that for a three to five year period there um, that I they are going to pay me some money to um, for a for this work of innovating and 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 creating um, in a new environment I'm getting off my notes so I'm yeah. looking forward <laughs> um, so this last uh, over the last few couple months um, I was asked to consider a very specific space um, given our vision and gifts and knowing that I would be inviting the Groves and our entire team into that process with us. And so um, I brought this particular proposal to our leadership team and in this last week we have all agreed to say yes in moving forward in the process of the Groves, Groves Church um, inhabiting and serving in inner southeast Portland at Sunnyside United Methodist Church, which is on Southeast 35th and Belmont. I don't know if you know where that is. So it's like right in the heart of hipster <laughs> inner Southeast Portland. Kathy's like, yes, bring it back to Southeast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's, if you know where the Stumptown is on Belmont, it is literally two blocks over from that. So there's Sunnyside Elementary School. Right across from the elementary school is this large, you see it? That's like half, that's not even, that's like a third of the building. <laughs> yeah. Just, it is 47,000 square feet. Can I just say that? 
47,000 square feet. It's near Jamal Hawthorne. What? It's not yeah. far from Jamal. It's not far from everything. <laughs> Dick's Kitchen, where Nancy can eat. It's near a restaurant Nancy can eat at. This is what we're most happy about. Um, Such a Portland hallelujah. Do you want to <laughs> it's so close to this. <laughs> so that's kind of a side picture of this large, like they have stained glass and some. Anyway, that that there's a gym. They have a gym. They have like that. Anyway, they have basketball like club. Things. Um, yeah, this this is the entryway. Okay, so I'll talk about that in a second. So, so I just also wanted you to see there are beautiful things, and then there's a lot of stuff. So you and I, what I've noticed in my work with the United Methodist Church is that all the churches, like they're I don't know if they have like a there's like a leaning towards hoarding, and so there's a strong leaning. Like every I swear every United Methodist Methodist Church I've been in has like ten pianos, and they don't use them; they're just like tucked away in a room, you know. But um, so this particular church has not had a faith community meeting in it for over four years. But the most amazing and awesome thing is that it has been um, opened in and utilized by the entire neighborhood. So um, one, so there's like there's a basketball, there's a, a basketball. There's open league. gyms. There's leagues there's a, that yeah. operate there. Um, well, right now during basketball season, there's they're using the gym. There's people from the community in the gym seven days a week. Yeah, so that will happen. Um, there, uh, there are, there's AA meetings like two, two times a day, every day of the week, AA meetings that are happening there. Um, there's a, there's this organization called My Voice Music, which um, does, uh, helps with songwriting and um, music recording for youth, particularly with foster care. Um, We've that actually, is housed there. And we actually recorded with Emily there for a song that she did, so that was kind of fun. We yeah. connected with them. Um, there are two theater companies that run out of that space, and then there's uh, rooms that are used for any I've been in there, there's martial arts, dance, like there's just any, the socialist, some Demo democratic socialists, I think. Well, they were renting space there that night. Yeah, yeah. They don't like have space there. Yeah, so they're, like, there's just different community, right? It's, it's a community center. And um, and then one so the but the largest and organization entity that is a part of this is um, a ministry to um, the unhoused in that area. They have been there for over 35 years, um, in one way, shape, or form. But doing these, I think it's called Hard Time Supper. I think is what yeah, they do every the Wednesday. Wednesday they serve, they do food. But they also have they just opened built a new shop. So they have two showers that are there, um, and they have like a clothing pantry, food pantry, all those sorts of things and resources in there, trying to, yeah, expand and organize what it, how it is that they're serving um, the homeless that are in that area. But that's, that, that is the strongest partner, that one of the strongest partners, and, and they've been kind of, hold, they've been holding that space. So UMC, some of them were like, we need to just sell this building, and they were like, we don't want this building to be sold, and so they've been holding that space. Um, and uh, the, the John Mayer, who is the executive director of that organization, um, has been uh, the property manager for this time, kind of holding that space. And um, so anyway, um, we have been, yes, invited, asked and we've prayed and discerned and and feel like this is the way this is a way forward for us so here's what's really cool too what we've said yes to so i've said yes to the appointment of being sent there as a pastor innovator let's figure out what we can do to maximize this space and and get this building to a flourishing point um and what what the leadership team have said has said yes to for us is to begin we have a year basically like a year process to discern if this is the right fit for our congregation. Um, and if we decide that we are turning towards becoming and wanting to become a UMC congregation, um, that is when we would form a board and they would deed us the property. And we would, yeah, have that. It would be ours. <laughs> yeah, I know. What? Yeah. So, yeah, that's my reaction. <laughs> like, like <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> like it's all that. Like yeah, what? It is a four million dollar like property. There's a lot. We've said for years, like maybe the first five years, we thought maybe we could figure this out. We could get space in somewhere close in in Portland. And, it, and probably after about five years, we started looking at each other. We're like, it's going to take a miracle. Like that's really the only way yeah. we're ever going to have like permanent space somewhere. Yeah. And this 
Seems miracle-ish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This seems like a miracle. Um, It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I will. S yeah. And and for those of you who are like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of enneagram types, like ones or ones or sixes or yeah. Let's let's see. There's a lot. Let me just say, I will need a lot of volunteerism. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot coming here. Like there's literally there's a picture I put up there. There's like I look down one thing and there's like a toilet here, like just a toilet bowl. It's not a bathroom. It's a toilet. <laughs> And then there's a fridge. And then if you look this way, there's a ladder. And then there's like like random shelving that has, I looked inside and like the door fell off. And then there's like just cushions for something. I don't know. But every nook and cranny has something. Um, it's very, it's been neglected, right, the facility. Um, so like I actually just was like, when do we get the dumpsters here? Um, I imagined, in my mind, it was like we were all in like, uh, it was like Ghostbusters, and we have like the suits on, and we've got power vacuums, and we're just sucking up all of the, yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of work. It's a huge monumental task that goes, honestly, like when I look, it goes beyond my lifetime, honestly, like the, what, but it is this invitation to be a part of community that is already happening and to be deeply rooted in neighborhood in this potential of us being a part of something that goes beyond us yeah. um, in this way that I never imagined was even possible. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the official appointment, my official appointment begins July 1st. And that is when we would be, in July is when we would be um, able to officially begin to inhabit that space. Um, we have yet to see what exactly, I don't know what that's going to look like <laughs> exactly. Because um, there is a lot of activity already going on and, and we want to see what's already there and have full of vitality and flourishing. We want to just see that get stronger and better. And we want to just come in and partner with what's going on. And um, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what do you think? <laughs> is this crazy? <laughs> Purge? I know, me too. Like, take down that wall, pull out that, all those fridges, all those toilets. There was one, yeah, I don't know, I think, yeah, it's, a, it's an exploration, man. I was going through there. Plus, you know, they weren't, those designs are like so piecemeal. Like, this part was built then, this part was built. Like, there's a, and let me give you an example. There is one ADA bathroom. You have to go up three flights of stairs <laughs> to get to it. Like it's not even accessible by wheelchair. But if you get there, there's a wheelchair. Yeah, you can. There's enough room for a wheelchair in that bathroom. That's just one example of this space. We're not saying we don't. Yeah, we would not say that at We're all. We're saying we've got years of discovery. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and unique partnerships and like learning yeah. what's going on there already and right. the people that we'll be working with and all of that. It's, it is an adventure. Yeah. It's an adventure. It's an old, yeah. If anyone's been in an old house, just take that house and multiply it by 10 <laughs> and then we've got this, this <laughs> 20. Yeah, 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 <laughs> multiply by 20. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any questions? She There's a lot of unknowns. She didn't mention the two oh. houses. Oh, yeah. There are two what? residential properties attached to the building that are come with oh, it. Yeah. Um, one, one, of the, one of the properties is a duplex, and, and one half of it has a renter. And then the, the house is empty. They're pretty dilapidated. We'll say and that. And it was kept empty um, intentionally for the congregation that comes in to be able to decide what uh, to do. Decide what the the next step yeah. is. So there's some potential development um, pieces to like, yeah. yeah we've got to we've got to come up with a good strong economic plan for this yeah. thing to flourish. Yeah. So is there a set date that you want to decide? Or? Yeah. So we I my point that I uh, July first okay. is when we are able to move on into the space. Yeah. And I'm kind of I'm hoping that we can. We're um, working on the possibility of being able to meet there before, before then. Um, but we'll that's definitely be calling some cleaning crews and painting and um, yeah. Well, and we want to build bonding. a relationship. It's bonding yeah, and, and pizza. Yeah. It's bonding. <laughs> and one of the primary <laughs> yeah. things we want to do is build a relationship with the uh, ministry um, to the unhoused mm -hmm. there. And so like a great contact point would be to if 
a group of us could serve um, on some Wednesday nights when they do their meals. And, um, and so we can put out like, I mean, that's every Wednesday. So really anytime um, we can get a group of people together to go, um, that'd be an awesome bridge builder. Um, you know, and, and not to get into too much of the relational stuff, because that's what uh, us as leadership are going to uh, be navigating and, and building these relationships with those existing groups. Um, but you can imagine um, we're being given the stewardship of this place. And this ministry that's been operating there mm -hmm. for 35 years is going to have to, you know, do what this young <laughs> upstart says right that, that and so that has the potential for some really broken hearts and and messed up relationships if we uh, don't operate out of compassion and love and grace and patience and so you know we're we're going to ask you to help us with that by showing especially if you already have a heart and you i mean i i bet there are folks in our community right now that you have a heart for the unhoused and you just didn't know where a touch point might be and this is going to be one right off the bat. It could be one this week if you wanted to uh, get over there and, and start building those connections because they need volunteers. Um, and Wednesday is a, a, one of the best mm -hmm. places they told us to mm -hmm. kind of um, make that Begin. connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, I will be able to get in prior to get, yeah, like, it's so overwhelming. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the big thing is but us yeah, being, like, yeah. I'm pointing to us being sensitive as a community to what's already going on there. Um, we are going to have to carve out some space for ourselves, and that's inevitable because, and that's in with the mission of the UMC. They, that's why they won't give it to, say, the, the unhoused ministry, because philosophically they believe church spaces should be reserved for a congregation, right? And if that congregation wants to do work with the unhoused, awesome. They're fully supportive of that. But that the church is a place primarily for that, uh, or I don't know if primarily is the right word, but first and foremost for that connection to God, a, a worshiping community to be in. And then we work out of that. And that's one of the things that connected for me is that I was like, yeah, that's how I think about it. We connect God and then let's connect to neighbor. And, um, and so that's one of the reasons that, that they're not giving this to uh, the, the ministry that's existing there. And, and so, um, yeah, we're gonna figure it out, but it's gonna take sensitivity and, and, and growth and learning and maturity and, um, and we'll do it. <laughs> but it's... Um, yeah, we. That's how we feel. I think the whole that time. emoji, the emoji that's yeah. like, that's me right now. Like, yeah, because yeah. it's. I mean, uh -huh. it, it's beyond anything we've ever even really ish, uh, issued as a dream mm -hmm. of a thought. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, so be pray like please pray for us, and and, and participate. And part <laughs> faith without works is dead. Okay. Um, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really amazing work, and I, I think that it's a there are, there are so many unknowns and things we you know there are a million unknowns, yeah. but I feel so confident that if we do this together, you know like the love of God is gonna grow in us, and we're going to learn, we're gonna be changed and transformed, and we're gonna become the church Jesus has invited mm. us to become. Mm. And um, one thing that I hope that we really hold on to. And that's why I was asking at the beginning, like, what have we learned from being in the state that we've been in? And one of the biggest things is that the church, that's not the church. Yeah. That's Sunnyside building, right? Like, I, even in my language, I'm like, I want us to just call that Sunnyside. Like, we're going to meet over at Sunnyside. We're the church, okay? And I just, I want us to keep holding on to that and, and, and give us the, giving all of you to the invitation to be like, you know, like if, if you see, if you're like, man, I feel like we're kind of going this direction, like call it out, right? Let's, let's, we are the church and these relationships are first and foremost. And I think that what we've been given is this opportunity to like, well, we've been asking, I feel like, yeah, I've been asking God's like, okay, you know, and then I'm like, oh, like, is this what I asked for? <laughs> yes, it's so exciting. I'm getting teary. So 
Yeah. Any other? Yeah. So July 1st, hopefully before, and I will definitely let everybody know. <laughs> we'll have gloves and I don't know. Hazmat. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions? Thoughts? Yeah. No, the tower. <laughs> mm, the tower needs to go away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Infants. We don't have a final decision, right? We're yeah. we're talking about this. So, like, here's one of the ideas. One of the ideas is like in signage and our public face to the community is that we would officially name the building something like Sunnyside Community Center um, and then the Groves Church would be an entity that meets within that building. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how even for me, I think language matters. And so I think if we do that, that even teaches something that we don't see the building as the church, yeah. that the building is a resource that the community uses. We as part of the community, we use it some of the time too. And so um, that's, 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 that's my suggestion <laughs> you know, to our uh, elder team when we've been talking about this. So that would be one example of kind of how we would think about that. You know? Another piece of this too, just so that you know, um, so Jamie and I have been working really hard in conversations with um, the United Methodist Church and with um, the <laughs> team that's on the, on the ground there at Sunnyside. And so Jamie is, is um, considering and likely going to be the, the building manager for that space. And so she'll be the person who's kind of coordinating all of the activity and all the partners that are, that are there. So that's really exciting too. So, yeah, yeah, no, that is a great question. Yeah, no, that is a great question. Um, and so, so we would, right now, I am going through the process. So there's kind of like two separate parts. So there's me as a minister, and then there's the congregation. And so those two things can operate kind of different, differently, you know? Um, and so we will, kind of that year is for us as a congregation to determine if we want to part, if we want to be under that large umbrella of the United Methodist Church, which would impact whether or not we actually hold the deed to that property, because um, we would need to be one of the, we would need to be United Methodist Church in order to, to do that. But we could also determine, like, that's not where our congregation is, that's not what we want, we don't want the deed to this, but, you know, we, we could decide that, and um, potentially I could still be um, appointed in that space and our congregation could still meet there. You know, like there, I think there's some options there. Um, and then it's also, um, yes, and there have been decisions and things that have been happening within the United Methodist Church International and um, the, the it's a it's a pretty good bureaucracy, but the, the there's a sec there's the Western jurisdiction, which is what Oregon is a part of. Um, they are making some decisions and talking about things that are kind of separate from the larger too. So there are some things going on there, conversations. So that's all part of kind of that year of us discerning and figuring out what our partnerships. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good language. Yeah, there's yeah. kind of a dating period. Yeah, we're dating. Is this? Yeah, I, I mean, my one of my roles in even getting to the point that we've gotten to is to just read through everything that they have uh, stated about you know belief systems and, and that kind of thing. And um, you know, I was able to come back to the team and go, I, "There's nothing here that that like we would go." Yeah, there's not a theological mm -hmm. concern of like, and and I kind of knew that anyway because any like if you don't know, we're officially a part of a greater organization called the Assemblies of God, which is a uh, traditional uh, Pentecostal community and um, any and that is based in kind of the holiness movement that sort of thing any um, US based holiness based movement their roots are Wesleyan which is John Wesley is the founder of Methodism and so we share uh, systems of thought and so there's not um, a there's not it's not like a bunch of, nothing that we believe or do would change, I guess is what I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think how we behave and, and uh, act as a community of faith mm -hmm. theologically, I think that would all be the yeah. same. That's my understanding. And so if, if there's anybody out there thinking about that, that there's 
maybe some concern for that. There's, there's nothing that we would be asked to accept that we don't already accept. Anything else? There is asbestos, absolutely. There, there is in the floor of the sanctuary um, <laughs> because it was uh, rebuilt in the 40s when they started using asbestos. Um, any of the older parts of the building, there's no worry about that because they weren't using asbestos yet. Mm -hmm. So There was um, a fire in the building in the 1940s, Yeah, 1930s. in that era. Yeah. Yeah. So when they rebuilt, yeah. that area has some asbestos concerns. Yeah. Should we decide to renovate that space, it will be expensive. And that would be part of, I mean, that would be part of the vision, right? Part yeah. of the vision is that um, we create these spaces that invite the greater community in through event space. Um, we're actually There's actually hosting an event yeah. in May. Yeah. Yeah. A spoken word. So we'll let you guys know about that, but that will be one of the first events that's sort of a Groves Parish Collective United Methodist Church um, event. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, feeling good? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're equally terrified as excited, then, <laughs> then we are all on the then same page. Then we are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. I've always been told that though throughout my life. Like, what? This is how you know it's God. You're what was as excited as you are scared. Is it? No, there's no parking lot. Yeah. That'll be something we'll be working on. We gotta uh, figure that out. Sunnyside Elementary School is right next door. And um, they don't have a parking lot, but they have um, a playground that could possibly use uh, for some parking. And the community center has a, um, uh, it's a paved, you know, area, not, not the actual equipment. <laughs> Um, so that's been suggested to us that that relationship is already good between the community center and the school and any in between the um, unhoused ministry and the school that those are good relationships already and um, so if we can continue to build upon that there might be a chance for some exchange of like hey let us park here on Sundays and you guys can use the gym a couple more times or something like that and so th those are the kind of kind of things we are working on looking into but um, but yeah, I mean, it's inner southeast, so, you know, there, you might just have to... Ride your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every yeah. time we've been over there, we've found parking. And I mean, you guys know that. I mean, you go out anywhere where it's busy. Yeah, sometimes you got to drive around, but you can find parking, yeah. you know. And you're mm -hmm. Portlanders. You'll, you'll be all right, <laughs> you know. We're going to say our start time is 10 o'clock. <laughs> and then... <laughs> just announce parking time. Is parking yeah. time, yeah. 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could do that. We could yeah. actually, that might be an option too, is find a, a lot that would let us park people and shuttle people, yeah. Valet? Yeah. Uh, who, who wants to be a valet? Yeah, any other thoughts or questions? I can pray us out here, it's 1225. Yeah. So what's the outcome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> we'll be here next week. Okay. Cool. All right. If you, I'm sure there are a million other questions. I also have a million questions. So, um, yeah. Let's. If you if you want to talk about it face to face, you know, I'm always available for that kind of thing. Phone, email, whatever. Text me. You know, let's. We we're, we'll pro, we'll process together. I almost said process because I've been hanging out with Canadians. Process. We'll process that together. Okay. Well, let me pray for y'all. Yeah? Okay. Here's the prayer. <laughs> um, God, we, um, I thank you again for your faithfulness and for your goodness and your kindness and your love. And uh, we just continue to lean on that. We trust in your unfailing love. At the end of the day, when all is said and done, we are trusting and banking on your unfailing love for us and your love for the city, your love for um, Sunnyside neighborhood, your love for our neighbors and the ways in which you want to demonstrate and show your love. 
And so um, we just want to um, say that we'll, we've sung so many times, we'll go where you ask us to go. We'll say what you want us, you know, what you're saying, and we'll do what we see you doing. And um, so we want to just keep doing that and keep asking and keep following, keep watching, keep listening for your activity. And, uh, and um, uh, we just are also thankful for um, your presence in our lives through your Holy Spirit. And we just pray that you would continue to speak to us, to move in us, to cause us to come alive, to put that deep sense of, um, of peace and joy and love in us, God as we move forward. And would you fill all of our lives with all of the goodness of you, God. Uh, for those of us this morning that have come, maybe we're tired and maybe we're weary and maybe we're empty. And this thought of taking a 47,000 square foot project on seems so huge, God. Would you just begin to infuse our hearts and our lives with your love and your grace and your peace and your mercy and your goodness. And remind us, God, would you remind us this week of how good you are? Would you help us as your body to demonstrate your goodness and your love and your kindness to one another? God, maybe you want to use us to do that thing or say that word that's going to bring life and hope. Um, would you use us in that way this week, God? Would you encourage our hearts? Thank you so much, God, for, um, for entrusting us with um, your work here in Portland. Thank you for inviting every single person in this room to be a part of your work and what you're doing in this city. Um, we love you so much, God. Would you continue to speak and work through us?